Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Traveling Pulpit. Today is a very special day because today is Refuel and Recharge Wednesday. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, and I am just so thankful that I am able to deliver this message to you today. I am so thankful that this message will go out for your uh, listening enjoyment, but also your life-changing plans that God has for you. You know, what are you thankful for on today? I am most thankful for the opportunity to be called a son of the living God, to have accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. He taken upon himself my sin and he giving me from himself salvation so that I know that I'm going to be with him forever. What about you? If you would reach out to me, the travel, traveling pulpit at gmail.com, tell me, tell me, talk to me. Let me know what you're most thankful for. Reach out to me, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me on Instagram at traveling pulpit. So please reach out to me. Um, Twitter is traveling pulpit. I changed the name, but on Facebook, it's still Vernon Sheridan. But please reach out to me. Let me know what you're most thankful for, because we all have something to be thankful for. And nothing is too small to be thankful for it because it all comes from God. Everything, everything that we have comes from God. He supplies all of our needs, just like a needs of one who was to be king, but he was not king when he was on the run from a mad king. I'm talking about David. Just before he became king, he was on the run from King Saul. And King Saul was trying to kill him because David did everything better than he did because the Lord was with David. Saul had the same opportunity to have the Lord with him if he would have only had listened to the Lord. But because he did not, the Lord removed the mantle from Saul and placed it upon David. And that drove Saul mad. It drove him crazy that he did everything he could to try and destroy David. But the Lord being with David protected him every step of the way. So when David did become king, David remembered the Lord and he wrote this psalm to the Lord. It goes, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And when David wrote, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. It takes us over to when Jesus told his disciples that I am the good shepherd. I know my own and my own knows me over in John 10 and 14. David is saying right here that the Lord knows his own and his own knows him. So David is already laying this out to us that he knows the Lord is his shepherd and the shepherd knows that David is his sheep. Then he goes and see, he says, he makes me lie down in green pastures, which means he gives me rest. David was able to rest in the Lord through all his trials, all his troubles, all his tribulation, because he was under the protection of the shepherd. He says, he leads me beside still waters and he restores my soul, giving back to him that life refreshing, life restoring presence 
that almighty God gives to us every day of our lives. He is with us every day. Everything that we go through, he is with us. We are his children. He is our father. Christ is the good shepherd and he knows his own and his own know him. Meaning we know who our shepherd is and he knows who his sheep is. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake. And what he's saying is, like Jesus told his disciples over in Matthew 10, 16, he says, behold, I am sending you out as sheep in the midst of wolves. So be wise as serpents and gentle as doves. Because we have his name on us. We can't see it, but the world can see it. Why? Because the world and the church cannot look the same. Now, in later date, later times such as these, the building called the church has become a part of the world because the world has infiltrated the church to look like the world, which is why some people who don't go to a building will stand back and say, this is why I don't go, because look at how they're acting. If they're going to act like that, I might as well not go to the building because there is no change in the building. However, if you have been called by God and he has sent you out as sheep in the midst of wolves, it's not your words that people pay attention to. It's your actions. They have to know that change is in you before they will recognize the change in themselves because you are the only Bible that some people will read. They will hear your voice. They will hear what you're saying, but then they will stand back and they will watch your actions. They will watch if you are who you say you are. And that is why David said he leads me in the paths of righteousness for his namesake, because if he's with you, righteousness will be upon you and the world will see that and they will know that you belong to him. And then that's when they will want to know what it, what they must do to be saved. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff comfort me. You know, a shepherd who tends to the sheep has a rod. And what happens is when that sheep gets out of line or wants to do what it wants to do because he doesn't want or feel that he needs to be led, the shepherd will hit him with the rock, with the staff. I'm sorry. He'll hit him with the staff, not to hurt him, but to let him know who's in charge. And see, Jesus sometimes has to do that to us. Sometimes we get out of line. Sometimes we act out of character and he has to tap us to let us know, get back in line. You belong to me. The world is watching you. And who you say depends on their outcome in that person's life. Because again, we are the only Bible some people will ever read just by watching us. He prepares a table in the presence of of our enemies and you and he anoints our head with oil to where our cup overflows. First Peter five, eight and nine says, be sober minded, be watchful. Your adversary, the devil prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. 
Well, if he has prepared a table in the presence of your enemies, you have no worries about your enemies because you're at the head of the table. Your enemies have to come to you. And that lion that is roaring, looking to find anyone that that he can devour, that lion, that devil prowling has no teeth and has no claws. So where is the fear in a lion without teeth and without claws? Because that is what Peter is talking about in first Peter five, eight, and nine. He's only looking to devour someone, but he's looking to prey on the fear of the weak. And when you are in Christ Jesus, you are not weak because the shepherd is protecting you to the point you shall not want for anything, not even to have fear in your life, because you know that everything you go through, even through the valley, even through the valley of the shadow of death, he is with you. And you have no reason to fear, especially against a toothless, clawless lion who cannot do anything but intimidate. But he only intimidates the fearful. He goes on to say, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Now, why shall you dwell in the Lord of the house forever? Because over in Romans 10, 9, you made this commitment to the Lord. And that commitment is you asked him to come into your life after you made that confession. That the Lord Jesus was was given to this world, was taken down by this world, but was raised from the dead by God. It says in 10, 9, where am I? Oh, sorry, y'all. It says in 10, 9, that if you confess with your mouth that, that the Lord and believe it, that, that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You see, that is how you know that you'll dwell in the house of the Lord forever because you made that commitment to God. Another reason in knowing why you will remain uh, uh, remain in the house of the Lord forever forever is because over in Romans 3.23, it reminds us all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. But it is because of the love of God that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. That is how you know that you'll be in the house of the Lord forever. You're not a perfect being. I'm not a perfect being. In fact, I'm one of the biggest sinners you'll ever know on this podcast, probably out here in the world. But you know what? I'm saved. I'm saved. I don't I do not hide behind the fact that I am a sinner, but I am thankful. Yet another year, I am thankful that the Lord has has preserved me, has decided to allow me another day on this earth. And I am grateful that he has given me this platform of a podcast where I can go and tell everyone who's willing to listen that God saved a sinner like me. I tell everyone I, I work with or, or meet wherever I am at work, at the gym, no matter where I am. I tell them when Paul had his head cut off, they put up a help wanted sign that says chief center apply within. And I was the first to, to apply. So when you talk about centers, I know Paul 
Paul, he was the one. He is the ultimate one. But my name ranks up there among the top, and I'm not ashamed to tell you that. So traveling pulpit family, I am thankful for my family. I'm thankful for you. But I'm thankful for the opportunity that Jesus Christ gave me on the cross to have an everlasting relationship with him in his house forever. He says, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, I will come again and take you to myself. He's coming to take us with him. How many of you want to go? Because salvation is free. And all you have to do, like 10, Romans 10, 9 says, is confess with your tongue, Jesus is Lord. Believe in your heart that he raised Jesus from the dead. And you shall be saved. But when you are saved, that begins the work of building the relationship with Christ. It's easy to become saved. But the work is where you build your relationship with him. See, I've told you before, and I'll say again, it is better to know him before you meet him. Because I believe, honestly, this is me. This is coming from my mouth to your ears. I believe everyone is going to heaven. I believe everyone is not going to stay in heaven. Because you're going to have the goats on one side. You're going to have the sheep And the lamb on the other side and the Lord is going to tell the goat, you cannot stay here because there was a time when you had an opportunity to get to know me and you didn't. You did what you did for selfish gain and for worldly um, uh, pleasure. There has been made for you the lake of fire and that is where they will go. But for the lamb and the sheep, he will say, blessed are you. For the kingdom of the Lord is yours. Come and take your rest. I'm not telling you anything that is made up. I'm not telling you anything that 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 you want to hear because this is the truth. And for some, some do not want to hear that. But here on the traveling pulpit here on refuel and recharge Wednesdays, that is what you'll get. You'll get the absolute truth from the word of God from a sinner who's been saved and who is thankful for the gift of salvation. So traveling pulpit family, I want to thank you once again for this opportunity on this special day to come and tell you what I'm thankful for. I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I'm especially grateful for the gift of salvation. So traveling pulpit family, I am Vernon Sheridan. You can find me at uh, traveling pulpit at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, just about uh, Snapchat, any place that you can think of on social media. Chances are I'm there. I'm there on every podcast platform. I've just been, uh, uh, we family have just been picked up by iHeartRadio. So if you have iHeartRadio, Tune in to the Traveling Pulpit podcast. And when you do, hit the subscribe button if you want to continue to hear this content, hear messages like this, hear the truth of God's word. I love you, Traveling Pulpit family. I want to wish you the 
best and happy Thanksgiving um, on um, day. I want to pray for us and then um, let you go. Abba, thank you for another year. I'm most grateful for this podcast family, this growing worldly podcast family. I pray for my brothers and sisters around the world who have an opportunity to listen to this message. Those who have to listen to this message in secret, those who have, who can listen to this message in the open. I pray for all who listen to this message. It's not about numbers. It's about souls. And the souls that you have called to be a part of your kingdom, I pray this message will touch someone and they will share this message with others. So, Lord, let it be for your glory and your glory alone in Christ's name. Check us out on traveling, traveling pulpit dot com. Check out the newest blog. It is entitled Believing is not seeing, is not believing, it's destruction. I'm also working on a brand new blog. So periodically check out the Traveling Pulpit, Traveling Pulpit Ministries, I'm sorry, dot com for your blogs, uh, for any updates, uh, for new messages that may be happening and new things that may be going on. Also, con- reach out and contact me, travelingpulpit at gmail.com. I am Vernon Sheridan, the man with the unscripted voice, saying goodbye for now. And I will talk to you again on Saturday. God bless.